I don't know what light was brighter, the light that was coming, illuminating from my heart, or was it the light that was illuminating from theirs? Hi, this is Helene, and this is Coming from the Heart. Today is our second episode, and I'm very excited because I have my daughter, Alexandra, here to talk a little bit about why and how Coming from the Heart came about. Um, So we're going to give you some background information, you know, about why this is such an exciting podcast and uh, why I just feel so excited that I'm able to do this at this point in my life. Um, particularly during the corona time when I had a lot of time to think about my life goals and directions I'd like to go. If you listened in to the first episode, I, I more or less gave a background as to why coming from the heart was so important to me because I was going through a pretty tumultuous time in my life, uh, going through vertigo. And I just felt that my experience of going through what I was going through, which was a pretty shall we say, dark period. Um, I just wanted to open up to others and see about other people's experiences going through possibly things that were pretty tough in their life as well. So again, here I have Alexandra here to talk a little bit about coming from the heart. And uh, we can all say hi to Alexandra. Hi, Alexandra. Hi, we're coming in from the house studio today. All right, Alexandra. So where is this house studio? Where are we? Uh, do we want to reveal our location? Well, we could say we're at the beach. We are at the beach. It's not a bad time to be uh, living, uh, walking every day uh, with coronavirus. Truly doesn't feel like a pandemic here, but of course, you know, it is. You know, it is. So we, we are spoiled. We are very, very spoiled. We get to walk on the beach and look out at that ocean. And as I said, uh, if you had tuned into the first episode and hopefully you didn't sleep through it and paid attention <laughs> to what I was talking about, um, coming from the heart is really, it's just a cathartic way for me to reach out to so many people who have gone through so many different illnesses or experiences or relationships and they um, are not really sure where to get advice or to get some help. And I really think that the podcast has so many different platforms just to say, hey, you're not alone. You're never alone. People always are around to hear you and to see you. This might be a good segue to just talk about how maybe we're spending our time during Corona and tell people maybe a little bit about just your routine and, you know, what's your, what's every what day like? What is my routine? Well, let's see. I mean, look, they're <laughs> trying to get to know you and see, um, so well, what's your day like? What is my day like? Well, like I say, I spend a lot of time on the beach and I'm fortunate enough to be able to walk to a beach, reflect on a beach. Um, and also try to figure out how, what I'm going to do with this podcast. Exactly. Uh, so, do you yeah. want to also? Sorry to cut you off. Um, do you want to tell them though, maybe a little bit about how, you know, Corona was such a difficult time, especially during the beginning. Now it's June, and you know, this all started 
very early on in March and I feel like the world almost was like at a standstill and I remember you telling me that you know when you travel and if you have the privilege of course to travel it's so interesting to look at a culture or look at a place and be like wow these people are doing this and I'm stuck sorry in New Jersey just doing like whatever the heck I do and but for the first time the world is just doing the whole human race was doing Doing the same same thing thing at the same same time well at different times at different times hello time zones right but um want to describe maybe she kind of had her own corona um i had quarantine before all this just because of how you were feeling so maybe you want to describe how you were going through that transition of having to end your semester Mm -hmm. and then having all this time and figuring out your mm-hmm. life. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, Alexandra Eshoo put it very well. Um, when I was not feeling well in November, I went from pretty much November to January, February, um, walking the streets of my neighborhood because that was a good way to um, help out with vestibular when you're going through a vertigo and also um, trying to figure out the direction of my life. And I wasn't driving. I had a lot of anxiety when um, going through this type of a vertigo, whether it was cervical as well, brought on, as we say, the angst. So things that never really bothered me, bothered me and sounds and and stimulation were, were very bothersome. So I had to work through a lot of that. And uh, I had to try to figure out how to get back into a car because at one period of time I wasn't driving just because when you're going through this type of syndrome, everything is so overly stimulated that it's very difficult to drive and feel comfortable because when you're putting your foot on the brake, you may, you, you're, you're, shall we say, you're, your brain is moving faster than you actually than the rest of the yeah, body. Yeah, like that. Your yes. sense of yes. motion and balance. Well, your sense of space is, yeah. is, is completely off. So I had to work through a lot of stuff, and I have to say, you know, I don't want to say say poo poo myself, but you know, it's a day to day process for me, as Alexandra well knows, with different exercises and different things I have to do. But really, um, the the time. I mean, I want to focus on the time. Was it was was it was a way for me to figure out my next journey or my next path, and then with of course Corona coming right on the cusp of me trying to poke my little head out. She was like, "No, I finally can go out, and now everyone's in quarantine like right. me." I mean, what's funny about it? It's not funny, but like everyone, she walked the neighborhood like every day, and then all of a sudden Corona hits, and now everyone's walking the neighborhood. First, she looked. Everyone looked at her like, "What is she doing?" Yeah. And next thing you know, now everyone's joining her. Yes, I had a lot of friends joining me. Yeah, I was walking the neighborhood back in November, December. Of course, people were not, you know, they were doing their lives, their daily lives. They were not obviously in corona mode, as we say, hiding out in your house. Um, But now, you know, as Alexandra was mentioning, that it's June, and depending upon where you're living... You would never know that COVID-19 was even existing. Some, I'm, I'm not negating, well, I guess I am, some of these seashore towns, but I wouldn't say the best of social distancing is really happening. I mean, Alexandra can comment on her anxiety moment the other day on the beach when no one else had a mask except it, for yeah, us. It was bad. We're not negating anyone by any means, but um, and I don't really think that we're going to focus too much on this, but yeah, it wasn't a great feeling no, having everyone not. on the beach and it's you're not. the only one wearing a mask, right. but um, 
you know, just to go back to what my mom was saying about how she was using her time and how this is all a transition, I think that the world is in a transition. And um, just to give you some information about me, I transferred schools and then now I go to Rutgers and um, I'm not graduating on time, which actually is not really a bad thing because, you know, hey, I'm not graduating in a pandemic, but a lot of my friends are and um, it's not you know, you make the best of what the situation is. But I kind of felt like her in the way that I was like, you're not going back to school. You're stuck at home studying. It was all transition. And Mm -hmm. even now is a transition because I don't know if I'm going back to school in the fall. It's a lot of unknowns. And I think that, you know, this second episode really has come right after, of course, George Floyd um, incident. And, you know, without getting into great detail and without becoming so political in my thoughts, which I will definitely not do that because I respect, I respect everybody. I don't see color. I don't see age. I don't see race. I see people. I see the human race. And I had an opportunity to be a professor for over 20 years. And most of the students I was, te- I was teaching, as Alexandra would comment on, were from China, pretty much India. And, uh, I definitely had a following. I mean, I wouldn't say I had a podcast at that time, but I did run a book club and a culture club. And we just we just sat down and we used to just talk about things that mattered to people. And I just think that this podcast is just sort of a way to bridge my experience as just a as a professor, but really as a friend opening up to people and, and people's lives. Yeah, especially just be an ally and, you know, be open and know that we never will understand, but we hear you and we see you. And um, I think that right now we're at such a critical time and point in history that, you know, for the first time we might actually have change. And let's get back to Yeah, let's get yeah, back. We're, we're going off topic here. We're going off topic. Hey, it's our second episode, so give us a break here. Um, so um, I think that what we, what we were going to focus on a little bit today, of course, is reflecting back to the first podcast, is to, again, coming from the heart. You know, what, what, a, what an interesting name. And, you know, um, really it came about because Alexandra and I one evening were having this very intense conversation. I wouldn't say it was a mother-daughter conversation. It was more of a conversation that I was really on a slippery slope. You know, and I think for a lot of people out there, they would understand what that means. Like I was just desperate to feel better and I was expressing my feelings. And at one point, I think I said to her, well, you know what? This is this is coming from my heart. And then she stopped me and she Oh, wait, am I here? Yeah, she is here. (laughs) And she's going to explain, you know, the coming from the heart really, of course, is. Is, is your feeling, is, is how you how you express yourself. It's, go on, Alexandra. I think, okay, so hi, everyone again. So I think how it went was she called me, and I was at school. I was, like, you know, doing whatever, and she said, it's coming from the heart, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, that's the name. That's, that's what it's supposed to be. And I have been an avid li- listener um, to podcasts. Um, they brought me a lot of joy while, you know, walking to class and, you know, being on campus. And I know how well my mom speaks. Wow. We're giving each other compliments here. We were just fighting before. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, mother daughter relationships. Um, but yeah, so I was like, you know, sorry, you're in this shitty time and you know, 
got to make do with, you got to make a situation better. And that's what she's taught me is you have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So, um, from there, it was really weird because as she was writing from coming the heart, like I love going on Instagram and, you know, I was like, okay, so we have to make an Instagram for this. And as I was writing the letters for coming to the heart, I sent her a picture and she was like, oh my gosh, this is what I was envisioning. And I just was like, wow, it's meant to be, um, this is definitely a platform for her to express her story, what she's been through and to help reach out to others, um, beyond just being a professor. Yeah. Thank you. Well said, Alexandra. And, um, again, coming from the heart of, as far, you know, as Alexandra was saying, takes on so many different entities of, um, my life of just going through vertigo, but wanting to reach out, you know, I keep, I keep referencing, reaching out to others going through their, their own, their own situations, their own hardships. Um, of course, you know, mentioning George Floyd with what's going on right now with discrimination, obviously that is not new to our country and to our world, but I think maybe this is the time, maybe, maybe finally people will be opening their eyes a little bit more. And maybe opening their hearts. And opening their hearts. And that's obviously weird because ours, our, our, our podcast is all about heart and love and seeing people for who they truly are. And seeing someone, yeah, exactly, seeing someone for who they are. Um, I, this is a little off track, um, but so back in our house, well, house studio, hello, um, we had our air conditioning wasn't working and you know during times of coronavirus of course everyone's social distancing wearing masks so on and so forth and so um these two gentlemen actually came into our house of course they were wearing masks ppe so on and so forth um they were taking a break for the moment um but it was there's this really weird moment when I knew that this podcast would be something because um my mom was talking to them I just came into the kitchen and they were engaging in conversation and she said something on the lines of saying um yeah like you're really smart and my mom just saw these people for like who they are not because of their race their job their whatever like they she just saw them for who they are and there was this light beaming and the most ironic part was the fact that they were wearing a mask so I uh, mean, yeah, if you, uh, you yeah, want to yeah. elaborate on this, yeah, point. I, you know, it's interesting because she picked up on that, and um, I don't know what light was brighter—the light that was coming, illuminating from my heart, or was it the light that was illuminating from theirs? It was just this this moment where um, it was that we say aha moment, but I, you know, it was just such a. Um, a moment in time, should I say a moment in time? And, and the gentleman actually was Hispanic and his friend actually was Caucasian. But, you know, everybody at that moment was the same, meaning there was no race, there was no color. And really even no masks. I and mean, the, yeah, I, I mean yes. of course they were wearing masks, but they weren't really, quote unquote, wearing their masks because, um, sorry to cut you off, That's but... Okay. Um, she was complimenting him on, you know, we have our ACs like messed up every year. And she was saying how smart you have to be to know how to reroute um, and understand the ducts and systems and just whatever the whole operation of it. And and he said, oh, wow, like I'll have to say tell my wife that a, a smart person, a professor complimented me. And going back to what I said and she's like, well, yeah, of course you're smart. And um 
we have construction going on in the back and she talks to them. It's like she just sees people for who they are. You know, this is like the boost morale to go and <laughs> keep coming back and listening. That's but I'm true. just trying to speak upon her character and tell you the type of person she is. Well, thank you, Alexandra. Little did we know that we were fighting. Little no, did little they did know, they, they know, know we were, were fighting. fighting. But mother-daughter stuff. But anyway, well, no, thank you. I just, yeah, I think that my parents always um, approached people, the human race, in a very um, humanistic way. Um, my mom's taught at an inner city school. My parents, I think it's the way I was brought brought up, excuse me. And I think that has so much to do with what's going on right now with the George Floyd cases that, you know, you have read articles, and I said to Alexandra the other day, children don't see race, they don't see color. They say, this is my friend, because I've also taught elementary school as well. And if we can borrow a little bit from what kids see in that... You in know, their innocence. In their innocence, and you just respect other people. So I think that there's a lot of learning here to do. And we I have to, you know, of course, be educated and keep on learning. And just because we have this platform to speak does not mean in any capacity that we are knowing of anything and we want to keep educating yes. ourselves. Yeah, we're not experts. Definitely not experts. I think that people... Um, need to take a lot of steps back in that they just need to see people who, you know, who, for who they are. And what I'm about to say is I'm excited to say that I have some future guests coming to say hi, um, who are, um, inter are one is well, actually two of my friends are interracial couples. Um, one of my friend is, he's my friend Ken, and uh, he owns a catering business. And I wanted to talk to him a little bit about just what he felt what was go how he felt, shall we say, which is going on right now with discrimination and so forth, you know, regarding the George Floyd situation, and also how he handled COVID nineteen with being a small business owner. So, you know, it, again, the topics will be varied. We're probably rambling on a little bit more than we normally would be. But now we're finally getting to the main topic, the main event. The main event. Seven years. Seven years. Okay. What so, want to explain what seven years means? Well. Number seven was always a really interesting number um, for my family because my father lived in an address where he lived actually in Atlantic City, I believe. I can't remember the exact number, uh, it, but it incorporated a series of sevens. Did it really? Yes. Oh. And throughout his life, seven seemed to be his number or 11. And... Um, an address that we would live in had a three and a four that, you know, and oh then, gosh. yes, that was seven. Well, hey, yes. uh, okay, we can't, okay. Well, I'm not telling you, yeah, I'm not revealing where, location, I, where I live, but, but anyhow, with all that said, um, when my mom passed away seven years ago, I uh, went to a median a couple different times and the woman was speaking and if you are a spiritual person or if you're not a spiritual person, the conversation went like this. That well, do you want to explain what a medium is for people that maybe okay. not know? Sure. Is? Go ahead. I'll so basically, um, we're not no expert on this topic, but basically it's a person that can communicate with people that have passed away or to a higher being of some sort of another. So they're basically like an energy channel. A liaison. Uh, yeah. And so energy and information is streaming through them. So they're actually not really conscious of themselves talking to you about this information. They're more just relaying the information. Right. So, yes. So with that said, when we went to see this median, 
um, it was expressed to me that in seven years, many different changes would be happening. Would I get a new job? Would I create a business? Would I do all these different things? And quite frankly, now of the year that it is seven years later, um, here I am. Uh, trying to uh, get my podcast going and you know move on to different a different part of my life that I um, really am so excited about because I love to communicate I love to speak and I um, love to use this platform to to help others. So do you want to? So maybe we should tell them why seven years though is important. Okay. And so basically, when we went, um, what she said to my mom, well, actually both of us were there is that there might be some changes, you know, with her health, which is now, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. that's the saying, right? Yes, it is. Um, that basically, you know, and that is now, of course, revealed as the vertigo. And also, um, um, she was a professor and still is a professor, but um, basically that you have a platform, you have more people to reach, and that's this podcast. Absolutely. And so, like... Going back to what we talked about in the beginning, um, how we said this is coming from the heart, um, now you have the complete picture, understanding that that really was the affirmation, and then seeing, um, if you remember recalling how we both um, visualized the same writing for coming to the heart for the Instagram handle, we, we know that this is the time and place that she needs to share her platform. So another kind of, um, I don't know what the word for is. Um, sorry, I'm thinking on the top of my head okay, here. You're doing a good job, Alexandra. So another, you know, kind of push and, and affirmation for this was um, at the time I also do yoga at school and they're, one of the teachers um, teaches at a studio that has crystals. And so I was, we were trying anything for her to feel better at the time because she was going to so many doctors, so many things. And I was always like, I'm so sorry. I got to hang up. I got to go study, <laughs> whatever. I was at school doing my own thing, but I was like, anything I could do research, help her, um, make her feel better in some sort of way I wanted to. So anyway, getting back to the story, um, this girl worked at this yoga studio that, um, had this crystal lady, if you want to call it. And her name, should we say, yeah, okay, her name is Anita. She, she might be a guest. We, we don't know. So. We hope so. Um, but anyway, uh, tell her, tell them a little about your experience. Tell them what she said. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, Alexandra and I are pretty spiritual people. Um, I think uh, it's 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 in the DNA. Sorry, Alexandra. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm also a genetics major. But back to the story. Back to the story. Okay, so this woman Anita um, had a friend who in whatever in the in the yoga studio who did a little bit of Reiki. And if you don't know what Reiki is, it's it actually dates back, I think, to does it have a Japanese origin, or it has a. I have to. I don't want to state it incorrectly, but Reiki is basically this illumination where you would feel a certain type of sense of relaxation, calming, calming, yeah. and actually you could feel physical heat. Yeah. So her friend was doing a little bit of Reiki. She was trying to help me out with some crystals, and all I know is that I felt like my whole body was going to explode. It was too too much energy for you. It was a lot of energy. It was a lot of energy going on. But what Anita said to me is, Helene, you will probably be able to heal yourself because yoga and, and crystals 
and everything that we can offer here um, may not really be for you. She goes, you need to really, um, I said, I really think she said is to kind of intrinsically go with, into your own being. And then she asked me if I meditated and I said, yes, I meditate every day. And it's not like I'm, you know, namasteing and I'm, hmm, and I'm, you know, all that. It's more just of good, good thoughts, good, good intuitiveness. Um, good intention. Good intention. Thank you. And almost making a mantra for myself. And what she also mentioned is that Helene, you need to heal because the world needs you. So she told me that, and I was like, she never told me that, actually, just until a couple of days ago. And just to give you guys some timeline perspective, that was back, like, what, November or so, right? Yeah. November 2019, some, yeah. and now it's June 2020, so yes. she withheld some information. <laughs> yes, I did withhold. So, um, yeah, you know, maybe the world, I mean, I think the world needs everybody, quite frankly. And I think what she was just trying to say to me is that, uh, because she's a, a spiritual person, is that she saw this this light within me, and that is kind of what I'm trying to give to all of you, is this illumination yeah. of my light, and I would love to share my light with you. Yeah, and, you know, the saying in yoga goes, the light in me honors the light in you, and I think we all have lights to shine, um, to show each other. During this time of COVID-19, um, we are all shining our own lights in different ways, and um, so maybe. And also, in in light of in light, I mean, I'm punning on the word light. In light of the discrimination of what happened with George Floyd, that there is light that shines within every being. And when a child is born into this world, you are unique and you are special, and that you should be honored, exactly. regardless of your race, yep. religion. Ethnicity, yep. LGBT, Q. Q. She always forgets the Q. And all my international, love my international friends. Um, and, and it doesn't matter. I see people for people. But um, I think this is a good place to finally wrap up. And I'm glad to be a guest on your show. Well, thank you so much for Alexandra. And I was going to say, what she's really mentioning is the, uh, I guess is the silver lining of Corona. And of course, I'm not negating the hard work of the healthcare workers. And, and we want to applaud the healthcare workers and, we, and the essential workers and all the frontline workers. And what I think is so amazing, and of course, the, all the teachers, my I learned organic chemistry online. Yes. So um, Distant could, learning. Yeah. Son, yeah, actually. Kudos to all the yes. teachers. And I feel like what's so fascinating about our world now is that these essential workers were never looked upon in this light going back to well, the... Well, no, it's all like, right. And good, good, good closure to that, Alexandra. Thank you. Um, is that essential workers, doctors, nurses, healthcare, I was Grocery going to, store work. Well, I was also yeah. going to com comment on my physical therapist who had to then go to a hospital because she was needed to help out with, you know, very critical ill patients. And my heart's, my, excuse me, my heart goes out to the families who've, who lost people during corona or the people who were ill during corona. Who've lost their jobs, you the, know, the unemployment. Well, excuse me, I'm talking, Sorry. it's okay. I'm talking about the people who've lost people in their lives due yeah. to this illness. And all I can say is that I hope and that I pray that vaccines, I mean, uh, Rutgers is, is an institution that's helping out possibly with, with, they have the saliva test. Yeah. And that 
the vaccines will be available for all ages because I heard there's many no. different types of vaccines for children oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and adults. Sorry about that. Um, that 2021 will be a healthier year for, for many, many people. And uh, the only other thing that I did say is the silver, the silver lining is that I think families were able to sit down and have, have conversations, have dinner, and spend more time with one another. Um, neighborhoods where children were actually outside playing and not were and not inundated with millions of activities. So I think we were kind of going back to 50 years ago where families were home together because of our fast-paced world. It, that truly was never really existing in our very instantaneous type of world that we live in where we want information and we want things so quickly. So. Yeah. Anyhow, so uh, again, thank you so much for listening to yeah, Coming from the thank Heart. You. And I, um, again, I can't, I can't express how excited I am because it's just, I am shining like a light. Yes, you are. So until next time. We have to tell them, though, where you can find. Yeah. Of, of course. Okay. Alexandra, this is your part. Okay. So you can uh, follow us on Instagram at coming underscore from the heart podcast um soon we will maybe have a twitter um some engaging instagram stories i'm running all the social media yes and what about spotify um and yes of course you can find us on apple podcasts and spotify and anywhere that you can find your podcasts that sounds so professional thank you thank you and again thank you thank you thank you love you guys xoxo helene